Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 10. It is Monday, November 25th. I am your host, Scott Gumbar, and this is the Motivation Monday episode. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a proactive, client-focused, and HIPAA-compliant IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, let's get to the news. Not a lot that happened over the over the weekend in regards to cybersecurity, uh, but one big, big breaking news on Saturday that we will get to, and it is the reason for my title, Mo- Motivation Monday, so pay attention um, because you need to be motivated. First bit of news, OnePlus suf- suffers new data breach impacting its online store customers. So um, Chinese smartphone maker OnePlus has suffered a new data breach exposing personal and order information of an undisclosed number of its customers, likely as a result of vulnerability It's it is in its online su- store website. The breach came to light after OnePlus started informing affected users via email and published a brief FAQ page to disclose information about the security incident. According to OnePlus, the company discovered the breach just last week after an unauthorized party accessed order information of its customers, including their names, contact numbers, emails, and shipping addresses. Last week, while monitoring our systems, our security team discovered that some of our users' order information was accessed by an unauthorized party, the company said. OnePlus also assured that not all customers were affected and that the attackers were not able to access any payment information, passwords, and associated accounts. Impacted users may receive spam and phishing emails as a result of this incident. So it's an email grab to send out uh, potential phishing attacks is what it sounds like. Though the company did not provide any detail of the vulnerability that attackers exploited to compromise its store, it did inspect the server thoroughly to ensure there aren't any other similar vulnerabilities. We took immediate steps to stop the intruder and reinforce security, making sure there are n- no similar vulnerabilities, OnePlus said. Right now, we're looking, we're working with the relevant authorities to further investigate this incident. As a result of this breach, the company all has also finally decided to launch an official bug bounty program by the end of December 2019, allowing researchers and hackers to get paid for responsibly reporting severe vulnerabilities before hackers could do any further damage. So they're addressing the issue. Uh, but again, OnePlus smartphone maker has uh, been breached. This is not the first time they've been breached, but again, reported on uh, Friday, actually Saturday. So um, if you are a OnePlus online store customer, you're going to want to make sure your credentials haven't been grabbed and um, they claim passwords haven't been stolen. But if uh, if you are one of their customers, I would still monitor your information. Uh, next up, dozens of severe flaws found in four popular open source VNC software. Four popular open source VNC remote desktop applications have been found vulnerable to a total of 37 security vulnerabilities, many of which went unnoticed for the last 20 years, and most severe could allow remote attackers to compromise a targeted system. VNC, which is Uh, An acronym for Virtual Network Computing is an open-source graphical desktop sharing protocol used on RFB, remote frame buffer, that allows 
uses to remotely control another computer similar to Microsoft's RDP service. The implementation of the VNC system includes a server component which runs on the computer sharing its desktop and a client component which runs on a computer that will access the shared desktop. In other words, VNC allows you to use your mouse and keyboard to work on a remote computer as, as if you were sitting in front of it. There are numerous VNC applications, both free and commercial, compatible with widely used operating systems like Linux, Mac OS, Windows, and Android. Considering that there are currently over 600,000 VNC servers accessible remotely over the internet, and nearly 32% of which are connected to an industrial automation system, cybersecurity researchers at Kaspersky audited four widely used open source implementations of VNC, including LibVNC, UltraVNC, TypeVNC, 1X, and TurboVNC. After analyzing these VNC softwares, researchers found a total of 37 new memory corruption vulnerabilities in client and server software, 22 of which were found in UltraVNC, 10 in LibVNC, 4 in TypeVNC, and 1 in TurboVNC. All the bugs are linked to incorrect memory usage. Exploiting them leads only to malfunctions and a denial of service. A relatively favorable outcome, Kaspersky says, in more serious cases, attackers can gain unauthorized access to information on a device or release malware into the systems. Some of the discovered security vulnerabilities can also lead to remote code execution. Attacks, meaning an attacker could exploit these flaws to run arbitrary code on the targeted system and gain control over it. This is all in an article on the Hacker News. Since the client-side app receives more data and contains data decoding components where developers often make errors while programming, most of the vulnerabilities affect the client-side version of the software. So, um, you know, if you're, it doesn't say that patches or updates to the VNC software have been issued. So, um, <clears throat> therefore, as a safeguard against attacks exploiting server-side vulnerabilities, clients are recommended not to connect to untrusted or, or untested VNC servers, and administrators are required to protect their VNC servers with unique strong passwords. So, no updates to the software. Those are the recommendations. All right. Now for the big breaking news that occurred over the weekend. This was on KrebsOnSecurity.com. 110 nursing homes cut off from health records in ransomware attack. So I'll give you the, the short version first. A An MSP located in, I believe it was Wyoming or somewhere up in, uh, okay, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin-based uh, virtual care provider, Inc. They Their network was compromised, and as a result, 110 nursing homes that they manage for IT were were hit with ransomware, many of which cut were were cut off from systems that had their patient health records and so forth. So that's that is huge. Um, that is scary. Ransomware outbreak has besieged a Wisconsin-based IT company that provides cloud data hosting, security, and access management to more than 100 nursing homes across the United States. The ongoing attack is preventing these care centers from accessing crucial patient medical records and the IT company's owner says that she fears this incident could soon lead not only to the closure of her business but also to the untimely demise of some patients. So I'm going to stop right there and say this. You, that means she doesn't have cyber liability insurance to cover the cost of, of these attacks. When you take over the IT of a healthcare provider, you should have cyber liability insurance, insurance 
equal to what the healthcare provider should have. Um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin-based Virtual Care Provider, Inc. provides IT consulting, internet access, data storage, and security services to some 110 nursing homes and acute care facilities in 45 states. All told, VCPI is responsible for maintaining approximately 80,000 computers and servers that assist these facilities. At around 1.30 a.m. Central Time on November 17th, unknown attackers launched a ransomware strain known as Ryuk inside VCPI's networks, encrypting all data the company hosts for its client and demanding a whopping $14 million ransom in exchange for a digital key needed to unlock access to the files. Ryuk has made its name Ryuk has made a name for itself targeting biz businesses that supply services to other companies, particularly cloud data firms with the ransom demands set according to the victim's perceived ability to pay. In an interview with Krebs on Security today, VCPI chief executive and owner Karen Christensen said the attack had affected virtually all of their core offerings, including internet service and email, access to patient records, client billing and phone systems, and even VCPI's own payroll operations that serve nearly 150 company employees. The care facilities that VCPI serves access their records and other systems outsourced to VCPI by using a Citrix-based virtual private networking platform. And Christensen said restoring customer access to this functionality is the customer's top priority right now. We have employees asking when we're, we're going to make payroll, Christensen said, but right now all we're dealing with is getting electronic medical records back up and life-threatening situations handled first. Christensen said her firm cannot afford to pay the ransom amount being demanded, roughly $14 million worth of Bitcoin, and said some clients will soon be in danger of having to shut their doors if VCPI can't recover from the attack. We've got some facilities where the nurses can't get the drugs updated and the order put in so the drugs can arrive on time, she said. In, other ca in another case, we have this one small assisted living place that is just a single unit that connects to billing, and if they don't get their billing into Medicaid by December 5th, they close their doors. Seniors that don't have family to go to are, are then done. We have a ton of, a, a lot of clients right now who are like, just give me my data, but we can't. The ongoing incident at VCPI is just the latest in a string of ransomware attacks against healthcare organizations, which typically operate on razor thin profit margins and have comparatively little funds to invest in maintaining and securing their IT systems. That, um, that is not an accurate statement, but Earlier this week, a 1,300-bed hospital in France was hit by ransomware that knocked its co computer systems offline, causing very long delays in care and forcing staff to resort to pen and paper. I was not aware of that attack. On November 20th, Cape Girardeau, Missouri-based St. Francis Healthcare System began notifying patients about a ransomware attack that left physicians unable to access medical records prior to January 1st. I reported that last week. That's the Ferguson Healthcare uh, ransomware attack. So other key takeaways from this attack, um, they do state in the article, according to a forensics expert, that this was preventable right up to the point of, of the actual launch of the attack, that it is potential and as typical when uh, companies are hit with the Ryuk ransomware strain, that the attackers are on in the network for months or even years in some cases looking for the a vulnerability to exploit so they gained access and hung out to find a way to exploit the the actual healthcare companies um another note is that 
this particular MSP was using Active Directory, but they were using what sounds like a tr a, uh, a tree that ultimately all under one umbrella, I guess you could say. And um, that, you know, that led to another access point for the attackers that maybe wouldn't have existed if they weren't all under one Active Directory tree. Um, you know, this is based on, on the findings of a security expert who's reviewed the case with the uh, with VCPI. So again, another MSP gets hit and sounds like they're, um, you know, she's being upfront. She's, she's trying to deal with it. The owner of the company is, um, which is good because we've seen cases where the MSP did not deal with it and just closed their doors and ran away. Um, but she's already waving the white flag, it sounds like. So hopefully they're able to come out of this and help their their clients resolve the issues um either way this is a big hit for the medical community and the msp community you know the lack of mfa the lack of security measures on the part of the msp you know it sounds like they're they're preaching they're not preaching they're not practicing what they preach is what it sounds like um you know th these are all the things that are hurting the industry right now so big news um that's motivation to make sure that other msps get their act together on a personal note i did see somebody tried to access my office 365 accounts over the weekend fortunately i have multi-factor authentication set up so they were not able to get in i did however change all the passwords today and set up some more alerting on those accounts so um you know pay attention people the, the attackers are out there and this is the season so that's it for today until tomorrow be secure.